And for all of you listening to this wonderful intro, as we are working out our technical difficulties, Trevor Stores is going to be back shortly. Because as luck would have it, thank you, Blog Talk Radio, we had our nice pre-podcast meeting, we had all our great content set up for you, and then, lo and behold, as soon as the actual podcast starts, the entire freaking thing goes down. That's, that's awesome. Trevor, are you there? I'm there. Oh, so just, just informing our, uh, our listeners about what happened there, because that was like the most abrupt thing ever. I'm like, big, big, big intro, Trevor Stores, and you're like, silence. It's like freaking... <laughs> Like, oh, okay, I guess Trev wants a, a, you know, less dramatic intro, but like, uh, no, it turns out, like, as as luck would have it, immediately when the actual podcast starts, everything goes down, so that was fantastic, super (laughs) awkward beginning, I'm I'm sure everybody enjoyed the first two minutes of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I everybody, sorry about that. And I was just saying, I was just saying that the new and improved Sky Bar is here. And I'm like, oh, I guess Trev doesn't want to talk about that. That's fine. All right, cool. <laughs> yes, he's right. The Sky Bar is back open. I just reopened this past Fourth of July weekend, so life is busy, but life is good. Could be back. Yes, yes, and most importantly, Trev is the boss now. Yeah, he's the boss now. The boss. <laughs> and who exactly wouldn't right. want to have Trev as a boss? I'm just saying that. I'm just gonna, just gonna throw that out there. All right, Trev. So, I, I was, so first of all, how was your Fourth of July? Good. Oh, yeah, very, very good. A lot of fun, happy time, busy, busy, yep. busy, good time. Yep, and I managed to uh, eat too much barbecue and be really ill and have indigestion, so it was a perfect yep. 4th of July. <laughs> Drop the mic, man. Just too much beer, too much food, and indigestion. Yep. Done. Yep. Check the box. Done. <laughs> Done. So I got to ask, so ask you this. Uh, so like, we got to talk about this thing about Le'Veon Bell versus – I mean, we oh, were going to talk about all sorts of stuff, all sorts of nonsense. But I, I just have to hit this because I've killed so, we killed so much time of dead space that I feel like I shouldn't be wasting time on this. But Le'Veon <laughs> Bell versus Adrian Peterson, uh, it, it's barely worth talking about, but I have to mention it. I'm obligated, like contractually obligated to mention this because it's football-related and we're off-season. But tell me, what do you think about this? They, have a, they obviously have a celebrity boxing match that they're going to have on July 30th. Which is, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll withhold comment until we we hear from you. But it will be interesting. It's pay per view, of course, because how else are they going to make tons of money on this worthless fight? But what do you think, here, Trev? Le'Veon Bell versus Adrian Peterson. I mean, aren't there other things to do for good causes that this is for, like charities and stuff? Like, can you have, yeah. like, I don't know, a shopathon or like. A yeah, hot dog eating contest. That'd be that cool. would be cool. I would. I would see like, that. I don't know, but like this, these boxing matches are getting out of hand. You can thank Logan Paul and Jake Paul for that because <laughs> yeah. no matter if they're legit or not, now they paved the way for anybody can box if you want. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Le'Veon Bell. He's younger, and if he's patient yeah. like he was as a running back, he should win. Oh, Adrian, boom! You know. <laughs> So if Adrian Peterson is aggressive in the ring like he is in the field, he's going to come out there swinging, going out of control. So I'm picking Le'Veon Bell if I have to pick, but I don't want to. But since I'm a sports fan, <laughs> I'm going to pick Le'Veon Bell. Other than that, it's just absurd. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Le- Le'Veon Bell, by the way, favored by Vegas. He there, he's sitting at a money line of plus 180. So, you know, there's that yeah. very, uh, you know, interesting to see how that pans out. But, man, that was way more analysis 
Sorry. Expected, <laughs> I'm just saying. I was, like, I was expecting to be like, I flipped the coin this morning, and Le'Veon Bell was heads, and I got heads. So, I guess Bell. <laughs> but look I at you. Just quick analyze anything. You know me. So. Yeah, I know. I know it is. I know that. And that's, and that's why our listeners love us. That even something like Le'Veon Bell versus Adrian Peterson is going to get a full-on analysis from us. <laughs> anyway, let's get to our let's get to the real meat and potatoes here. We're going to talk about Terry McLaurin's extension. We're going to talk about the NFC West and the NFC South, their biggest strengths and their biggest questions, and a little bit of fantasy football. So let's go ahead and get rolling. All right, let's start with the uh, the star of the show, because this is something, <laughs> this is what you have been waiting for, Trev. That's Terry yeah. McLaurin in yeah. Washington Commanders. Today, he signed his three-year contract extension uh, that uh, and that's going to be a big one. It's a contract giving him a $28 million signing bonus, another $34.6 million fully guaranteed at signing with a maximum value of about $71 million. Wow. I don't know how to feel about that because I can't even imagine what $71 million is. But anyway, that's a lot of money. McLaren mm-hmm. obviously earned it. He recorded 222 catches for 3,090 yards with 16 touchdowns. Since Washington took him in the third round in the 2019 draft, Last year, McLaurin caught 77 passes for 1,053 yards and five touchdowns. He's been the bright spot consistently with that Washington team for quite some time now. Just uh, for comparison purposes, Devontae Adams in this offseason signed a five-year contract worth $142 million. Tyreek Hill uh, signed a four-year for $120. A.J. Brown, four years for 100 Stephon Diggs, four years for $96 million. Cooper Cup, three years for 80.1. Terry McLaren, obviously, three years for 71, as we just said. DJ Moore at three years for 61.884 million. And Chris Godwin and Mike Williams both signing three years at 60 million. So Terry McLaurin, you know, I mean, compared to some of the other guys, not quite getting the same amount of money. But of course, it's a three year, not a four year, and not a five year like Devontae Adams. So maybe he gives him a little more flexibility later on to demand a little bit more. But what does this mean to you and the commanders in particular from McLaurin locked up with a three year extension? I'm glad we got it done at the time we got it done and didn't wait till training camp to keep us all in panic mode. Um, I'm glad we took care of our own before we went out to spend money this off as this free, uh, free agency after OTAs. I'm happy about it. I think the money he got is, is spot on. He's the best receiver in the division, the NFC least. So we're the weakest division, as some would say, but he's the best receiver, so he got paid accordingly so. Uh, that $28 million signing, but it's like the highest out of any receiver that signed an extension this year. So there's that. He's the mm-hmm. captain of the team. He put up crazy numbers with eight quarterbacks in two seasons pretty much. So, I mean, give it. I mean, I, I love it. I'm ready for him to ball for the next three years, like you said, and then they'll give him an opportunity to maybe ask for some more. Maybe he'll deserve more. But that three-year, yep. $7 million, I think, is spot on. So. Yep. I think we've been talking about this for a while. We uh, obviously thought he deserved it. We wondered why uh, Washington wasn't investing in the future. I mean, clearly McLaren is a big piece of the future for them. And uh, this goes a big way, I think, a long way, I think, to really establishing that they are looking to build around Terry McLaren. So that is uh, good news for Washington Commanders fans, I'd say. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. All right. So so we start with good news. And let's go ahead now and, and turn our attention to the uh, to finishing off the NFC. 
because we previewed the NFC East and NFC North last time, gave you some fantasy football advice around those divisions. Today, we're going to talk about the NFC West and the NFC South and give you a little bit of fantasy football on that as well. And we'll start with the NFC West and the Arizona Cardinals. So, Trev, why don't you go ahead and start us off here? What do you think uh, are their biggest strengths and their biggest questions entering the preseason? Ooh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Is he going to be able to do what he's, what he's supposed to be doing at the quarterback? Now he's got another weapon in there. Got rid of Christian Kirk, but got A.J. Green. Um, who else did he get on the offseason? Marquis Brown. And, yeah, and Hollywood Brown's there now, so which is yep. his best friend from college, so we'll see what that happens. And then they added uh, – Let's see, Chris uh, Chandler Jones is still on defense with J.J. Watt. Am I right? I'm not sure. I didn't do my research on Cardinals very well, but <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, but uh, they should do a lot better than what they did last year. They were supposed to, they were picked as some of Super Bowl favorites last year too with what they had, and they just kept they fell short. So if Kyler Murray can get that extension done and, and do what he's supposed to do, then I see them making the playoffs and doing big things in that division. Yeah, Chandler Jones off to the Raiders, unfortunately. Sorry. But um, yeah, but that being said, that yeah, there are some question marks all the way around that, and I do think that one of the big questions, obviously, is not only Kyler Murray, but his wide receiving core. It's just a little bit questionable to me. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is the big name there, but we all know that he's suspended six games after testing positive for PEDs. He, you know, you know, think about this, you know, last year he pulled a hamstring in October, tore an MCL in December, and then in the offseason gets suspended for six games for PEDs. He's not really turning out to be the guy no, that not. you can count on to be on the field right now. So um, hopefully Marquise Brown is better for them. You know, like you mentioned, Christian Kirk out of town. So that's going to be interesting. But um, there's some opportunity here to go around. I think there's some opportunity there to go around, and we'll see how that goes um, with their um, with the fact that they, they do have I, – I just don't feel great about A.J. Green. I just don't think he has no. a lot left in the tank. Um, but I, I think there is some potential here for Marquise Brown to really light it up. 91 catches for 1,008 yards and six touchdowns with the Ravens last year. Um, and like you said, Brown and Murray have history in Oklahoma. So clearly, I think a good mix there. I think the other interesting aspect of this is they're, what are they going to do um, at the running back position? Obviously, they got Connor back, but they also managed to pick in Daryl Williams from Kansas City, you know, and just by default, Williams now the second most accomplished running back on that yeah. roster. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's that. So I think there is some potential there. Uh, as well. And uh, we'll see what happens on defense. I, I do think I am concerned about the offensive line. I am concerned about defense going into this uh, new season. Clearly, um, you know, Tyler Murray is great and is very mobile. He hasn't shown a propensity to keep plays alive as long as uh, Patrick Mahomes can, but we yeah. don't want that anyway, because you may end no. up being um, Russell Wilson and want to get out of town or RG three and injured. So, yep. Exactly. Clearly uh, a problem that they have to resolve. All right. Who what about uh, what about uh, fantasy football here? Any any players you're focusing on drafting from uh, the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, if you had to, I guess Hollywood Brown, just because he has Kyler Murray back there in their previous history. But uh, other than that, nothing really jumps off the board at me. Maybe Daryl. Maybe their new running back they just signed. Daryl Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that uh, I think that's I think that's right. I think I like Daryl Williams because I think you get him really cheap, um, and I do like I do like Marquise Brown. I think that he's he's a proven quantity in terms of you know who he could, you know what he can actually bring to the table, you know. And I think that 
he can um, he can really step in and have this big opportunity with DeAndre Hopkins out, and he might be the next next big thing there. I mean, right now he's uh, going 54th overall, wide receiver 22. I think there's some great value uh, for a for a wide receiver. And um, Darrell Williams, I think is um, I mean he's basically going for a song. I'm pretty sure that you can get him without even drafting him. Um, so yeah, right now he's not even really being drafted. So, I mean, I think that uh, you definitely want to take a look at that. Uh, yeah. 155th overall. So our running back 54. So you want to take a flyer at the end of your uh, draft or maybe even pick him up in uh, on the in the free agency wire. Uh, go mm-hmm. ahead and give him a look. I like actually Rondale Moore a little bit. I think Ooh. he had a little bit of opportunity here. I mean, he showed a couple flashes last year and I think there's some potential here for him to get some opportunity with yeah. the fact that, you know, no DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk out of town and A.J. Green declining. I like uh, kind of a little bit of Rondale Moore. He's going 128th overall, wide receiver 55. I think he could be a viable wide receiver three in a fantasy football team, and you basically can get him in after your 12th round in 10-team league. So I like, I like that a lot. All right, let's turn to another team here, and that is the Los Angeles Rams, the current reigning champion Los Angeles Rams. Tell me, what do you think their biggest – strengths and biggest questions are going into the preseason oh man i think the biggest question is can they replace von miller but they did with bobby wagner i know but like yeah let's just see if that's really going to work out their biggest strength man adding alan robinson with cooper cup and possibly obj when he's healthy comes back i mean that's their offense just got got better i mean i mean you know so I look for them to be Super Bowl favorites, postseason NFC championship favorites. Um, but yeah, the biggest question is can they, Bobby Wagner did step in, but can their defense still be as good, can be better now that Bobby Wagner's there, or is it going to be worse because yeah. it's brand new? So we'll see what happens. No, I totally agree with both of those things. And and I think, you know, Allen Robinson, it's kind of funny because he didn't really click with Justin Fields, but people might have forgotten that he averaged 100 receptions and nearly 1,200 yards yes. per year yes. with Mitch Trubisky. Yes. With Mitch yeah. So yes. <laughs> Matt Stafford is, is, you know, no, no, no shade on Mitch Trubisky here being a bears fan, but you know, Matt Stafford mm-hmm. has proven to be a much better quarterback. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 4,886 yards and 41 touchdowns last year. Although he did have a league leading 17 interceptions. So there, you know, there's that, but that also proves to me that he'll air it out. You know, he will air sure. it out with reckless abandon and he'll make sure mm-hmm. that he'll give them a chance, right? Because they can't make catches if they don't have a chance. So I, I agree with all that. Um, I think the biggest concern is the Super Bowl hangover and that's it because <laughs> they yeah. seem to be yeah. pretty <laughs> much rolling to go. Right. I mean, the only thing I also have to say is that, you know, they had a really great offensive line last year, but they now don't have um, left tackle Andrew Whitworth. He's retired. Yeah. Right guard Austin Corbett um, moved on, signed to the Carolina Panthers. They did draft uh, offensive guard Logan Bruss in the third round this uh, this year. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a full-time solution or they've got some other thoughts in mind, but that could impact things. The other thing I have to say, and I say this because I'm a Notre Dame grad, so I have to I have to rep for Notre Dame here. Kyron Williams, the running back, drafted in the fifth round there. He is uh, really good at catching the ball, just so <laughs> everybody knows. From 2020 to 2021, he ranked fifth among FBS, among uh, running wow. backs in both catches and receiving yards. Fifth okay. in both those categories. And, you know, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are fine, but they don't really catch the mm-hmm. ball that much. I no, think there's no. some potential here for Kyron Williams to step in and take over that role. Uh, oh, so, what about fantasy football? What do you think? 
Oh, man. It could be anybody on this squad. Everybody. Me, Every Ram. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead and give me Allen Robinson. I think this is, this is his coming yeah. out party. Yeah. I love that. Back party. Yeah, or, or his re-coming out party, right? Because, I mean, he was party. good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, was, I wanted him a couple of seasons ago in Washington when he was coming off that 1,000-yard season with Trubisky. I was, I was hoping for that. but Yeah. Absolutely. Now, but yeah, so I'm taking Allen Robinson for my fantasy. Why not? I love it. And he's going 60th overall, wide receiver 26. So some great value there for someone mm-hmm. who could potentially get a significant amount of work in oh, a yeah. system that has already Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. Who obviously, obviously draft Cooper Cup if you can, but you're paying a premium for Cooper Cup. I mean, there's just no way about it. He's going sixth overall in drafts. He's the number one wide receiver in fantasy football drafts right now. So if you can get him, great. But you know, Allen Robinson, I love that. I also love uh, Van Jefferson. I think there's some potential Ooh. there, depending on what happens with OBJ. You know, OBJ did right. tear an ACL in February mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, and not everyone is Adrian Peterson. So they might not, you know, he might not be able to get back. Van Jefferson yeah. going 157th overall, wide receiver 63. I think take a stab at him. I mean, he might have some opportunity if OBJ is not ready or doesn't, you know, it doesn't come back for whatever reason. Right. Uh, and of course, the, afor- the aforementioned Kyron Williams. I know that they have two other running backs, but like I said, I think he can be very useful in the passing game. And for those full point PPR leagues, I like Kyron Williams. He's going 317th overall running back 88. He basically is free. So feel free to pick him up and give him a look. All right. Let's talk about the 49ers. Shall we? Uh, What do you think? 49ers greatest strengths and the biggest questions going into the off into the preseason. Their greatest strength is they have Kyle Shanahan as their coach. Yeah. Um, to be honest, their the question is who's going to play quarterback? Exactly. Exactly. The, and, and is Debo Samuel going to? I mean, he showed us his workouts, but like, was that really mean? Just because he showed up doesn't mean, mean anything. But who knows with that? But yeah, the biggest question is who's playing quarterback? Right. I Are totally agree. And- Are you going to sit him out and then play him? Are you going to just what do you like? What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting because Jimmy Garoppolo, in, in three years as a starter, Jimmy Garoppolo brought them to the Super Bowl and then brought them to the NFC Championship game in two of the three years. Yeah. That's pretty good, right? I mean, that's pretty in good. In the most, ugly, most ugliest way. Like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do anything to end those things to, like, make you like, oh, remember that pass in the NFC Championship? Like, none of that happens. It's no. like, yeah, he, he just take, gets you there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's it's it's, it's kind of like remember that time that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't ruin their chances to win the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's basically what it's like. But it's kind of interesting. He kind of makes me feel. Not, not, this is not again shade on Donovan McNabb, but he kind of reminds me of Donovan McNabb. Like he never could win that big game, but he no. consistently always got to the conference mm-hmm. championship game or you know really close. And the they always had a deep playoff run. And, yeah. And. And then you're like, well, you know, at the end of the day, what, was it because of him? I mean, I mean he, he liked to throw at people's feet a lot, so there's that. So, you know, yeah. I, I kind of feel like that Garoppolo is a great game manager. Maybe he's not the greatest. Trey Lance is an unknown quantity. We just don't know what's gonna, what he's going to be. Know. You know, I mean, that's a big question mark. Um, and what about Debo Samuel, huh? He's not yeah. – we don't know. He doesn't want to be there. He already says he's going to be gone. And uh, just yesterday there was a viral video that went around of him not signing a kid's football at a fan event. And now he did come back and say that he couldn't sign it because he was told only to sign photos and not balls. Okay. Um, and he, 
so, but, you know, come on, really? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, okay. I'm just saying, you know, I break the rule. Do you think that the 49ers are going to be are going to fine you or something cuz you signed some yeah. kids football? I mean, exactly. really? Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, you know. All right, fantasy football. Who are you looking at uh with those 49ers? Oh man, bro. I don't know. I'm I'm going to go with uh Elijah Mitchell the running back. I like him a yeah. lot. Okay. He he was a nice compliment to Debo Samuel and he kind of took the took the load a little bit when Debo was playing wide receiver, so now especially if Debo's not there, he's going to get more yep. running back looks now than he did before. So I'm thinking Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, and Raheem Mostert already signed with the Miami Dolphins, so he's out of the way yep. as well. So Elijah Mitchell may get more opportunity. Running back 24, going 55th overall, essentially a starting running back all the way in the fifth or sixth round. So yeah, some good value there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to say Brandon Ayuk because I, I'm Ooh. saying that. You know, Devo Samuel going to be out of town most likely. Who is he going to throw to? I don't know. I mean, they, the only wide receiver they signed in free agency is Ray Ray McLeod. He's more of a gadget player than anything else. They did draft Danny Gray in the third round, but we don't know how he's going to pan out in terms of being a rookie. So Brandon Ayuk, you know, he he's had he's he's flashed in in a couple times in the past. Uh, last year we thought he was going to be a breakout. He really didn't break out. Um, but I, I like his chances, and he's going 96 overall, wide receiver 40. So I like me some Brandon Ayuk. That's, okay. that's how I'm going to do with that one. All right, let's turn on to the Seattle Seahawks. What are your greatest strengths and greatest uh, questions for the Seattle Seahawks going into the preseason? Uh, my question for them is, Drew Locke, comma, really? <laughs> yes, indeed. Are you sure? Yes, okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> their greatest strength is Pete Carroll is their coach. I mean, they don't have the defense that they used to. They don't have a leader in Russell Wilson that they used to. So I'm going to have to say their, their leader is now Pete Carroll. And, uh, yeah, so question mark, Drew Locke, strength, Pete, Pete Carroll. That's what I have. And did you see the tweet yesterday They came out from the U.S. Open yeah. about Drew Locke? Yes. Classic. <laughs> that was awesome. That was fantastic. They're like yeah. with the Seahawks fans. For those who didn't see it, the the uh, there was a a highlight from the U.S. Open tennis. By the way, in case you guys aren't, aren't following, and uh, and it was uh, and the Seahawks fan uh, commented, "Not a sport." And the uh, U.S. Open commented back in Twitter that coming from somebody who's going to be watching 17 games of Drew Locke. Uh, so Drew Locke actually came back and said happy 4th of July, especially to the intern who runs the U.S. Open Twitter. So that, yeah. good job, Drew Locke, getting back at especially. the U.S. Open. Yeah, that was good. I liked it. That was a good good, comp, good, good uh, exchange there. But, geez, even the U.S. Open picking on poor Drew Locke, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, fantasy football. Is there anyone you dare draft from the Seattle Seahawks? If I have to, I'm gonna go with Tyler Lockett. I mean, that that dude is a stud, underrated stud. Uh-huh. I feel like you throw the ball up, he's gonna he's gonna get it somehow, some way. So I'm gonna go with Tyler Lockett. I, I'm going to. Uh, I love that, by the way. I love actually both Tyler Lockett and um, DK Metcalf because I think they're both absolute studs. Yeah, Tyler Lockett going at a massive discount though right now, 85 overall, wide receiver 37. So I'll take that discount and take him uh, with his uh, his huge upside. I am going to be looking at Noah Fant because of the fact Ooh. that he's coming over with Drew Lock. 
So they already have that connection. And we all know that Drew Locke doesn't have the arm to go downfield. So it's going to be a lot of dump off pass to Noah Fant, who definitely has a lot of um, potential. I mean, he's a guy that I thought Denver shouldn't have traded. Uh, And he's going 129th overall, tight end number 14. So you need a tight end. You want to wait. Uh, Wait until the 12th or 13th round for Noah Fant. Yes, please. I can do that. So uh, definitely looking at that. The other guy I'm looking at is Kenneth Walker, who was drafted in the second round this year. I think, you know, Rashad Penny is no good. He's had very many, many options, opportunities to prove that he is good and he's not. I'm sorry, Rashad Penny. I was a believer and you just, you can pull through. And Chris Carson has this mysterious neck injury that he has these, you know, uh, braces screwed into his neck. I just, I don't know if he's going to continue playing or not. So uh, I like me some Kenneth Walker. I think that there's a high, high potential chance that he will have a lot of opportunity um, playing this coming up, uh, this coming year. He's going 91st overall, running back 36. So some, you know, okay, take him as your third running back and see how he does. All right, let's flip on over here. We're going to go ahead and hit the uh, boxing bell on the NFC West and turn to the NFC South. Let's talk about those Atlanta Falcons. Who do you have there? What do you have there as soon as, uh, as far as their biggest question and their biggest strength going into the preseason? Um, their strength, geez, I don't know. The biggest question <laughs> would be how long until Desmond Ritter is the starting quarterback of the, of the Atlanta Falcons. That's my biggest question. <laughs> That's a pretty good question. That is a pretty good question. Seeing as how their starting quarterback right now is Marcus Mariota. And, and listen, I, I'm a, as big a Marcus Mariota fan probably as the next guy. I always thought that I always wanted him to be successful in the yeah. NFL, and he he was great as kind of a you know gadget player for the Raiders, but as a full-on mm-hmm. starter with the lack of talent surrounding him, you know, uh, I'm not really sure what to make of it. You know, Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire 2022 season, so that's out. Obviously, you know, the history goes on and on. You know, Julio Jones obviously no longer there for a year now. Russell Gage no longer there. for um, they, He left to sign the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. So what yeah. do they have? Kyle Pitts. Really, right? Yeah. I mean, it's basically yeah. the Cal Pitts show. Um, 64 catches for a thousand yards, four touchdowns last year, while sharing time with Hayden Hurst, and Hayden Hurst left during free agency. So I see Cal Pitts getting a lot of run <laughs> this year. Sure. I mean, sure. he's going to be double, triple teamed, and they're going to force the ball to him every single time. The other guy, of course, Drake London, who they drafted in the first round, I think he's going to have a pretty significant role just on opportunity alone, um, right there. So some some but you're right. Biggest question for me is: Are they actually a football team? <laughs> That's my biggest question yeah, for them. It's, bad. It, it's a mess. <laughs> they look really bad, um, really really bad. All right. So anybody in fantasy football that you're targeting from the uh, from the Atlanta Falcons? Cordell Patterson. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Mister Mister Gadget and himself. He he's ridiculous. He's unstoppable. Yep. And he's. And so. <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah, and he's going as a discount as well because the fact that the, all of the Atlanta Falcons are going as a dis, going on a discount, he's going 90th overall, running back 35. That's a steal so, right there, man. That is a steal, absolutely. He's going to be steal. a huge part of their offense this year. So, yeah, totally, absolutely. I mean, it, like I said, and that's a good point because other than him, I see them going run heavy first of all because there's no reason for them not to. Um, Kyle Pitts, you have to get him 32nd overall. He's the third tight end off the board, so you get to pay up to get him. I love it, but I don't know if I want to take that chance with Marcus Mariota um, behind center. So, yeah, I love that. 
Let's get 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 me some uh get me some Cordell Patterson. And why not take a flyer on Drake London while you're at it? He's going ninety fifth overall, wide receiver thirty nine. He could be good. I mean he's basically the only other weapon they have, so why not? Is the way I see it. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, flip it over here and talk to you about the Carolina Panthers. What do you think their greatest strength, their greatest question is entering this preseason? Oh, man. Doesn't get any easier. <laughs> yeah, I guess their greatest strength, if they have one, would be their defense. I mean, they just got – actually, I don't know. <laughs> the biggest it's, question mark yeah that's tough I don't think they have a strength honestly they don't yeah the biggest question mark is kind of combined is Sam Darnold really your guy and when's Matt Corral going to take over that spot and is this Matt Rule prove it year or, or is it like you know like one, like this last chance for him to be NFL coach or at least for the Panthers his last chance right here so right 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 I, I, I totally agree with that I think that is a big question mark um, I, I will say that, you know, Christian McCaffrey still is their best player, but I don't right. know if anyone yeah. has realized that he's played just 10 games over the last two years due to injury. That's awful. That's 10 awful. games That's in the awful. last two years. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's really, really bad. <laughs> it's really, really bad. So, um, you know, it is what it is. And um, I don't think there is, I mean, the strength I think is Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy. And the question, mm-hmm. as you say, is basically everything else. Um, yeah. down. Um, yeah. I just don't see a lot of, of, of good here. Um, so what do you think here? Who do you, who do you anybody targeting for, for, for the Panthers from, uh, for fantasy football purposes? Uh, DJ Moore, cause Sam's got to throw it to somebody. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm thinking DJ Moore. Okay. That's fair. I, I think that there's literally not, I'm not sure who I want to touch. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, if I had I, to, but. No. Yeah, I do. I do like DJ Moore though because I think that he's proven that he he's a he's a good he's a good route runner and he uh, has good hands. Um, yeah. Obviously, he did fine with Darnold there, so we'll see what happens with him. I, I think there is. Uh, if I'm going to take a flyer on somebody, I actually might take Deontay Foreman, who they picked up recently from the oh. Tennessee Titans, because Christian McCaffrey is always injured. And I think Deontay Foreman is actually I – mean, no no offense to Chubba Hubbard. He did a great job stepping in last year. I think that Deontay Foreman is the more complete uh, back who can be a, an early down back. He's the more of a power running back uh, than Chubba Hubbard. So uh, I, I can see Deontay Foreman having some potential. I mean, think, remember, CMC, 10 games over two years. So if he plays five games this year, that means you got, you know, some on the order of 10 to 12 games of Deontay Foreman as a starting running back. Um, yep. So – and, you know, 174th overall, running back 59. So maybe it's worth taking a flyer there. All right, okay. let's go ahead and ring the boxing bell on that one. Go to the New Orleans Saints. I told you it didn't get any easier. The New Orleans Saints. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, this uh, South is harsh. All right, well, let me just finish this off real quick. Hello? And let's talk about the, uh, the New Orleans Saints just to get you all on the right on the right place here, the big question obviously is who's going to be their quarterback, but also what's going to happen with Michael Thomas. We all know that Jameis Winston is probably going to be starting there, but we also got Andy Dalton and they got Ian Thomas, who they drafted last year. And uh, Michael Thomas, obviously, the big question is is he going to return to form? Um, he was uh, he was huge in his first four seasons, caught 470 passes for 5,512 yards and 32 touchdowns. Over the last two seasons, after being given a huge contract, he's played just seven games, including missing all 17 games last year. 
after waiting to have foot surgery until June. So there's that big question. And of course, they have now drafted Chris Olav. So it'll be interesting to say how that's going to pan out as well. Lots of questions there. Of course, Sean Payton also abruptly retiring after 16 years as head coach, defensive coordinator for the last seven seasons. Dennis Allen is taking over uh, as head coach. So lots of questions there for the New Orleans Saints as far as drafting somebody. Um, you know, I think that at this point, I wouldn't want to pay up for uh, Camara. I think that that is a little bit expensive for what you're going to get, and there's a little bit un, un, it's a little bit unclear what's going to happen in terms of that offense. Uh, and I think that uh, I'd probably just stay away with regard to those guys, unless you want to take Chris Olav. I think there's some some uh, value there. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the last team, obviously there are no questions. They have basically the same team back. They got Tom Brady back, and now they have Russell Gage to add on to. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, obviously, Rob Gronkowski has decided to uh, retire, maybe, but we don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Trev, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! What? A, that was ridiculous, huh? So I, I was I just kind of like, I had given up, dude. So I just started talking about the Saints, and I went on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I just could not figure out what's happening, and I, I'm I seeing this notice here. I think Blog Talk Radio is having some sort of outage. And we got oh, cut okay. off. Um, so thanks, Blog Talk Radio. I'm glad we're paying all this money to be on your platform, and you're letting us get in about half a podcast at a time. I appreciate that. Listen, let's let's cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers real fast before they shut okay. us down again, because clearly there's, okay. there's like no telling what they're going to do to us, you know. No joke. Um, so Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what do you think? Greatest strength and uh, greatest question for the upcoming preseason. Greatest strength is the obvious TB12, the goats himself. Greatest strength. Yep. Yep. The biggest, the question is, like I was hearing you say when I was logging on, Rob Gronkowski gone. Um, Chris Godwin, we don't know if he's going to be helping us come back. He only has Mike Evans. Uh, Linda Fournette needs to lose weight. I mean, I don't know if they be, like if they can really be as scary as they have in the past two years. The first year they Bowl, they were wiped out scary. Last year, they were supposed to do the same thing, but showed that they were pretty beatable. And I don't think they can, you know, be as good as I think everybody thinks they will be. So my question mark is with Todd Bowles at, at the at the helm, at the reins, you know, head coach, is he going to be as successful as he was with Bruce Arians as head coach? That's my biggest question in the strength of Tom Brady. Right. Yep. Totally agree with all those things. And I think that the other thing, you know, and I will say this. I mean, Bruce Arians uh, decides to move on from head coach. Um, we now have Todd Bowles, who was the defensive coordinator in charge. I don't think anything's going to change much. I mean, um, offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich is still there. So I don't think yeah. anything will change with regard to Tom Brady. I do think it's interesting they got Russell Gage. I think that helps. Um, I think there's some interesting aspects of the run game as well because Ronald Jones has now left and gotten assigned to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yes. So I think there's some potential there as well. Rob Gronkowski out. O.J. Howard left. Obviously, he signed with the Buffalo Bills. So that leaves basically just Cameron Brait. Um, mm-hmm. So that's uh, something to keep an eye on. And I like to keep an eye on um, Rashad White, who they drafted in the third round as well. I mean, like I said, I think there's some question marks there um, with regard to their running backs. Uh, I think there's there's at least a question mark about Fournette and staying, him staying uh, injury-free and healthy for the entire season, particularly with no Ronald Jones there now splitting carries with them. And Keyshawn Vaughn did not impress me at all. So, you no. know, I, I guess, I'm just saying, you know. 
not impressed yeah. with my, I, no, again, no, no, nothing personal, Keyshawn Vaughn, but you can come on the show and defend yourself if you like, but I just, nothing, <laughs> didn't really impress me last year, so there's Amen. that. Okay, well, who are you thinking about uh, targeting? I mean, there's a lot of people, I suppose, but anybody you're targeting for fantasy football out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I'm going to go with Russell Gage as well. I think he'll be sneaky good. I think that's a nice yeah. complimentary weapon that Tom Brady got. Uh, he was yep. pretty good in Atlanta, obviously enough to get some tra- free agency looks and interest, and they signed with Tom Brady. So I think he'll really get to showcase his true game with with Tom Brady throwing the ball. So. Totally agree. Going 102nd overall, wide receiver 43, and particularly if Godwin isn't 100% at the beginning of the season – yeah. Russell Gage could be a steal. I mean, that, that could be an absolute steal right there. So I uh, totally agree with that. I also think that if they don't take on anybody else, that maybe you take a flyer on Cameron Brady. I mean, you know, he, he, he is a pass catcher. If there's no Gronk, there's definitely no O.J. Howard. I mean, uh, who knows? I mean, they did they did draft Cade um, Auden in the fourth round, a tight end. Uh, so maybe they're going to give him a couple of looks. But Cameron Brayton knows the system, and he's going 292nd overall. <laughs> Tight end 33. Wow. So, again, he's basically free. So you want to take a flyer on a tight end. You're not really 100% sure about a tight end you took. Why not take a little Cameron Brayton, you know? I think that if nothing else, he probably will have had a bunch of touchdowns from uh from TV12 so I have a lot of red zone looks yeah yeah totally so I think there's a lot of potential yeah. there all right so I'm going to go ahead and hit the air horn on the show because <laughs> I don't want um, yeah, <laughs> Talk radio to shut us down again because that is just like that's getting out of control <laughs> that is absolutely getting out of control all yeah. right give give us your uh give us your social media so people can follow you Trev uh at Trev HTTC on Twitter uh, I'm on Football Garbage Time podcast with Haku. Yes, sir. Uh, Rep the District with Nathan the Stoner. And also yeah. I have a Twitter, Skybar.lex, L-E-X. Nice. Look that on Twitter as well. So here's that. Oh, absolutely. Check that out. I mean, check it all out, by the way. Rep District is awesome. Amazing, amazing. Uh, you got to get everybody go check that out. That they can't, I can't, you're missing out if you're not listening. And watching. And the Sky Bar, that I don't even have to rep because it's 1,000% legit. So get your asses out there, guys. What are you waiting for? Get your asses out there. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody, and wasting time with us. You can find me at FD Garbage Time on Twitter or at the Fentanyl Garbage Time page on Facebook. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Bye, guys.